0: Welcome to Inklings. I am Emily Bell Freeman, and I'm so excited to welcome you to a space where you and I get to experience a hint of something more together. This is a community where we lean into discussions that will help us obtain a bedrock understanding of the doctrines of Christ. Not overnight, but every day better. Strength gathered over time. There is a place for you here. Looking forward to spending the semester with you as we embark on a journey focused on becoming his. Good morning, everyone. Happy Thursday. Welcome to Inklings. So excited to be back here. It feels like it has been forever and we have so many good things to talk about today. And let me tell you where we're going to be. Um, the talk is just keep going with faith. Hi, Sharman. Hello, hello. hello. How are you? Good morning. Welcome home. We almost wore matching shirts today. Did we really? Yeah, I was gonna no, I also had yellow on just one second ago. It, and then it felt uh, like a yellow day for me, but you went navy. it looks beautiful. I think it's the talk. The talk made you feel like you wanted to wear yellow True. and I started in yellow, but the um, bottom half of me did not match the yellow exactly. <laughs> so I <had> to... <laughs> Blue is so good with your eyes. Okay. Thank you. And so everyone, this is Charmin, you know, Charmin, but let's just catch up for anyone who thinks they have not met you yet. Then I will give some updates, and then we will dive in. We're going to be in Elder Carl B. Cook's talk, Just Keep Going With Faith. And you're going to want your Doctrine and Covenants um, because we're going to hop in there for a minute. So go grab those things if you need them. And meantime, Charmin, tell us um, who you are. That's.
1: I will make it quick because we really we want to hear about your trip. Okay. <laughs> your last. Yes. What you do return from. Um, So Charmin Grimmer, I'm an inkling. I'm a disciple of Christ. I um, love to study and I love to go deep. And so this has been such a blessing to my life for many years now. So I'm so grateful for that. I have five children um, and a very supportive, loving husband. Um, So we do lots of cheering at lots of sports. Um, Our third daughter just graduated. So now we have she's gonna be moving to college. And so we'll have two sons left at home. And um, I have a passion for child and teen development, kind of understanding, it's hard to understand (laughs) teens. I have a lot of them, Um, but I, I love understanding the developmental principles and applying that. And it is so beautiful when developmental principles are in the scriptures and I say, well, of course, of course, because heavenly father is our father. He created us. So, I just, that's probably like my biggest passion when I see where those principles um, are exactly in line with um, gospel principles. Oh, so. that's so good. I'll
0: be here today. Oh, we're so excited that you're here. It's going to be such a fun day. It's a cozy day in Utah. Whenever it's a cozy day uh, weather, it makes me so excited for inklings because I feel like we're all just like hunkered in, gathered around. Lighting. I realize that the majority of you probably have sunshine. But um, it's a cozy day here. You just want to curl up in your bed and never get out of it. That's what it feels like. Um, I am, let me tell you just quickly about the trip, and then we'll dive into this talk because there's so many things we want to say about the talk. But I just got back from Israel, everyone. It was so good. I for sure cried the last three days. I couldn't help it because I love that land so much which is so funny because I hate traveling. So like I was thinking to myself, it's so funny that I'm so in love with Israel because my my fear of flying and my not love of traveling would make you seem like I'd be so glad to be like, I'm never coming back again, but (laughs) not true. Um, So between the land and then the people there um, who I won't see now for five years, Um, it just, there was so much pulling on my heart. It was cued on the last day I gathered the two bus drivers and our, um, guide who I love in a huddle and just prayed for them and their families and their businesses and all of their pursuits. And I thought to myself, it's so crazy that you can have friends that you're that close with and realize that thank heavens, first of all, for Texting and whatsapp um, and the ability to stay Talking to each other but five years feels so long at the front end, you know Um, So it was a sweet trip. I walked the Jesus trail everyone and by walked I mean I scooted the Jesus trail Um, and one of my greatest takeaway lessons from that although there were so many that I just Loved about it, but one of the takeaway lessons was we had this Israeli guide named Maya who has hiked that trail a million times, and it's a little bit tricky your first time if you've never done it because there's mile markers, um, but you really have to know what you're looking for, and also you like truly walk through people's land, like you go through people's orchards. Yeah, you trespass, and they let you because it's the Gospel Trail, it's the Jesus Trail. Um, but it, you, you're a little nervous. Consecrated. Yeah, yeah, and it makes you nervous because you're just mm-hmm. like, is everyone going to be fine with me walking through their, you know, uh, citrus orchards or whatever you're going through at the time? Um, but so she knew, so she was going to guide us, and we started out at the top of this really high um, mountain. Mount Arbel that's where you start and then you descend down from there into Galilee Um, we were only doing the last third because of my leg and so um, that's where you start the last third and we were going up and I'm gonna give her so much credit because I didn't really give her a lot of information about my condition Because I was so worried she was going to say I couldn't go if she knew. And she wouldn't know that I'm kind of a goer by nature. So I just was like, I'll just explain it to her when I get there. And then she can't talk about it. Like, ah! Yeah. And so when we get out of the van that morning, and I pull out with a pair of crutches and a scooter and my boot on my leg. And this is your favorite part about her. She doesn't even flinch. She doesn't even, like... She's just like, okay. And I tell her, I'm like, I'm a goer by nature, so I think we're gonna be fine. And she's like, well, we'll just we'll take it how fast you can go. And if we don't get the whole thing done, we just don't get it done. And I was like, I need more Mayas in my life that are just like adapt. You know, uh, and instead of you yes, can't, yes, who mm-hmm. say you can? But- and so we got going up and. I had this scooter I had rented that had really good tires on it, and I was doing just fine. I really was doing just fine. I was keeping up with everybody, and she was kind of walking by me, and she's this darling woman. Um, She's the total opposite of me, so I need to, like, channel some of her in my life because she's super, like, just steady and... She's okay with quiet and she just kind of soaks things in. And sometimes we'd be eating lunch and I'd be like, okay, what does the next part look like? Because my brain wants to start thinking, am I taking crutches? Am I taking my thing? What do I need to do? And she would say to me, um, for five minutes, we're just enjoying lunch and we're just letting it settle and we're experiencing company. And in five minutes, I'll start telling you what's going to happen next. This is her personality is like this. And David just kept looking at me with this look like, you have met your match. Because I'm like, go, 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 go. And she's like, we're just going to sit. And you know, which was so fun. But we were walking up. And she just quietly reached in her little day pack, her hiking pack, and she pulled out this rope. And she leaned over while I was Scooting, I'm just scooting, and as I'm scooting, she's just quietly tying the rope on the front of my scooter. She we don't even like have a conversation about it, and this this thinnest rope is just that thin rope that sometimes people make those bracelets out of, and then she just grabs the end of the rope and she just walks ahead of me and she just starts pulling, and she didn't even like ask or tell me this is what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna tie a rope on you and we're gonna pull you up the hill or whatever she just had this like quiet of like i know what to do right now and this is going to make your life so much easier well by the time we were done um on that day it was took us six hours to do all of the jesus trail with maya um but she didn't take her rope back and that rope pulled me through the entire trip the entire trip that little rope and different people would take turns um, grabbing the front of that rope and just pulling on it. And for me, that was the greatest lesson is, um, sometimes we just need that rope, you know? We just need, and I love that she was so just like, quiet quiet and gentle about, I think you need some help, but I'm not gonna call it out because I can tell you're someone who wants to like, push through, and I honor that in you but i'm also just going to quietly tie this rope on here because it might come in handy every so often on the it journey it kind of
1: reminds me of when we ask people who are going through something what can i do for you and she didn't she didn't ask that yeah. she just had an idea and she quietly did it and then others took her literal
0: lead yes the lead rope yeah for you yeah yeah. It was, that's probably was one of my favorite parts of the whole Israel trip. Um, is that little rope. And yes, you guys, I kept the rope. I still have the rope. Good. Um, do you know how I'm, uh, that you might not use it again in that
1: way. Like, yes. No more broken. Yes.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Pointed. I know. I, and someone's writing. It looks so uh, skinny. When I saw
1: your video of the the rocks like the like the cliff climbing down i i have a non weight-bearing individual at my home right now and we have scooters upstairs downstairs all the places and
0: i my heart i'm like she's on a scooter how is she gonna get down (laughs) that maya did not let me maya did not let me down that part yeah she, she was like you can't do this part but she was so cute because she brought me right up to the part where that was gonna be so I could yes. see it. And then is I that went, yep, yeah, and then I went okay. down to the bottom and um, okay. met, which was, it just was so sweet that she was so good to me of like, let's like, the help I you have. Experience it all. Yes. Ah. And I love when someone's calling it the EBF Museum, which is so much nicer than my daughter-in-law, who says I'm a sentimental hoarder. <laughs> and it is so <laughs> true. <laughs> yeah <laughs> I am and David is uh, both of us you ask us about anything in the house and it will have a story um, with it so we're gonna dive in and we're gonna start with the talk actually and I want to start with just um, this thought I was I love reading through the comments if you're new here um, one of the things you'll want to make part of your weekly study is to go back to the Sunday Post every week and read the comments because it really is like being in a classroom with people just giving some of the best um, insights, yes, mm-hmm. and, and lessons and and art. Like I love reading it and
1: I feel connected and unified in where people are. Yeah. And sometimes they all land in the exact same place, but sometimes others bring different thoughts in that i hadn't thought of right. that's like the big amazing scripture general conference book club that you yes
0: <laughs> yeah and i love it when someone points something out that i'm like wait was that in there Does that <laughs> ever happen to you I, <laughs> and then yes and then i'm going back to um figure it out um so I was super interested because I did not have the same experience as a million of you had with the very first paragraph. And so I went right back to the first paragraph cause I was like, okay, I, I need to see what I missed here. And it, I think it's so interesting because the first paragraph reads like my patriarchal blessing, everyone. So, um, for me, it was felt really familiar. Mm -hmm. And so I was interested to um, hear what people said. It says this George Albert Smith an apostle received counsel from the prophet Joseph Smith at a time of great difficulty. He told me I should never get discouraged. Whatever difficulties might surround me. If I was sunk in the lowest pit of Nova Scotia and all the Rocky mountains piled on top of me, I ought not to be discouraged, but hang on, exercise faith and keep up good courage. And I should come out on the top of the heap at last. And um, I like loved the quote when I read it, but it is because my patriarchal blessing really does say something so similar to that. There's a a line in my patriarchal blessing that says, um, I'm just looking so I make sure I get it exactly right. Um, It's going to say, okay, here it is. Have the strength, and courage, and wisdom to meet disappointments, discouragements, and sometimes failures. And then right after that, it says, these things are a part of life, and sometimes they will touch your life. And I think it's so interesting to remember, like, discouragement actually is a part of our life. It is real. I love how many people commented that, like, that really is part of our our life story and and the other thing I love that I just love about this group and I want to call it out because I feel like it's important um that if you look at the one post of the first lady who brought up this I was so like disheartened by this quote at the beginning there's 26 comments not back in wow. response and I just as I was reading through them I my this is my thought that Uh, Just immediately. I was like, I love how we love each other here I love how like we are invested in each other in this place and and that we're cheering for each other and Championing each other and as I was thinking about that um, Getting discouraged I thought to myself. What would be the opposite of discouraged, Um, you know, and and there might be so many words that come to mine. But one that came to mind for me is because of something we were talking about a couple weeks ago. I can't remember if it was here or on Don't Miss This, but um, in the New Testament, we will read a lot, uh, be of good cheer. It is I, or be of good cheer. I will lead you along. Or um, And often we read that as if like, have joy or be happy. Don't worry, be happy. Um, as if that's what it's saying and i actually dove into it to try and and see what does that word cheer mean and it actually means to give courage Mm. uh, or to have good courage which is so interesting that it says that in um this quote and you think about in the old testament we also see it remember when moses tells joshua be strong and of a good courage um we might use the word encouraged yeah be encouraged it's not going to stay like this for long um there's something about that phrase that was i don't think meant to um correct or discipline or say you're doing life wrong i think he could have said to him um, you should never get discouraged he could have also easily said have said you should always be encouraged, no matter what life brings. And what are your thoughts on that? I feel like um, I kept
1: wanting to um, add to Joseph Smith's words and then that felt wrong. (laughs) I just wanted to say, um, don't get stuck Mm. in discouragement. And I really love um, how in paragraph three, um, Elder Cook says, um, okay, do not let discouragement overwhelm us when we face disappointment, painful experiences, our own inadequacies, and other challenges. So all of those, those are real. We're, we're going to experience them. I What I took away was don't get stuck. When all of that combines into that feeling of discouragement, I've used that word in the last few months. Like I'm feeling discouraged don't don't let all of that keep you stuck Mm -hmm. and i love courage i love the be of good cheer and that you dove into that and i love the word encourage because that's what i felt like as a community was happening in the comments we were encouraging like i can't have courage for you but i can encourage you so that your courage can can be strengthened And, and and i think as we talk throughout this talk, there are specific ways that he helps us to have that courage because courage kept coming into my mind as we were reading, you know, and studying this talk.
0: Yeah. And that is what I loved is that it's almost like he didn't just say, don't be discouraged and walk away. Um, It was like, he was like, if by chance you are here, this might help you. I was with, um, Don't keep going. Yeah. And I was with someone yesterday who was telling a story of being on a hike with a friend and his, his life felt very overwhelming at the time. And, and just a lot of heavy things and pressure. And, and he finally said to his friend, I'm, I am feeling discouraged. And what if I mess things up? And his friend made him sit down on this rock in the middle of this hike. And then he said his name three times in a row. And then he gave him this pep talk. And as I was listening to him talk about it, I was like, sometimes we just have to sit on the rock. You know, sometimes we just need to be like, okay, hold on. I got to sit on the rock and maybe you have someone who is your pep talk, you know, r- reminds you why you're doing it. But I also was like, this, this is that pep talk. Um, yeah, it's like here I see where you're at let me yeah. help you get where you need to go right yeah. now um i don't think it's uh,
1: by chance that he used uh, the example from a prophet from a previous prophet george albert smith um last year i was reading and studying about religion and mental health this is a, a golden book uh, about religion and mental health well it just so happens that there's a story about George Albert Smith. And did you know that a prophet of God was as, as it, they called it back then diagnosed with major depressive disorder, Hmm. the prophet of God, his uncle, Joseph Smith, uncle or great uncle. And either way, he was a nephew to Joseph Smith is, loving his nephew and giving him encouragement. Was Joseph Smith inspired? Did he maybe know um, George little George's predisposition towards melancholy? Did he maybe know that somber nature about him? And here is a loving uncle giving that encouragement to nephew, don't get stuck. Should all of these horrible bad things happen to you and they feel so weighty and we have learned that george albert smith was especially sensitive right to things which that's a gift in our home we have some significant mental illness and it's a superpower we call it because it gives it allows you to feel deeply and it allows you and a level of empathy that would otherwise not be achieved and and so for our friends who themselves or have loved ones um friends who battle we all have mental health but battle keeping that mental health in in a in a healthy place um be encouraged even a prophet of god so i i want to share with you a letter that george albert smith had an uncle who was a physician he happened to live in chicago and he wrote george albert his nephew a a letter he was so worried about him um he it's the sweetest it starts as dear nephew but um he he says this line as a physician when the nervous system is once broken down the patient is often too wrecked for life. And I was like, okay, those are like, we don't use those words in those terms to describe mental health, but I was like, wrecked for life. Okay, I understand what that looks like and feels like, right? And then he kept going and, and just shared concerns and advice. He said, um, side step or step back. Like, take a pause because you're going hard. You're serving the church. You're serving the Lord with all your might. Take a step a, a, either sidestep or backwards. And he says, dump your responsibility for a while before the hearse dumps your bones. <laughs> <laughs> Is that amazing? He's literally worried for his physical health. And 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 that can be really true. That discouragement and all that plays into that can affect our physical health and and this and this is wise counsel and then he said if the church requires your life and this is really touching to me thinking of george albert smith giving his whole life to the lord if the church requires your life give it to the church in thin layer spread over 30 or 40 more years instead of three to five could you not do more in this way. He said could you do not do more for the Lord and for his church than to pace yourself? This is wise counsel. I think when we run faster than we are able and we do not take it and take the Lord's um wise counsel to not run faster than we are able, we can put ourselves in this position where our physical and mental health are compromised. And then it's really hard to get away from the discouragement, so hard. Yeah. It, in this book, it just finishing this thought, President Smith's journals indicate that he suffered most every day of his adult life, this is from his own personal journals, to a greater or lesser degree from physical affliction and mental distress. The challenges President Smith faced and the afflictions he endured were certainly part of what identified him as a noble and great one, chosen in the beginning to rule as a ruler in the church of God. Mm. It qualified him. His weaknesses, his leanings towards discouragement and disappointment and feeling that so deeply qualified him. And so from that, I take a lot of courage we can keep going and that we can use wisdom and and i feel like as we go through the talk more we're going to hear the wisdom from
0: elder cook so good and someone's saying mother Teresa also suffered greatly and i want to go back to what you tell your kids that um you because of the suffering is what allows greater empathy and um those of us who have struggled through it would probably say I'd rather not have the greater empathy because I didn't want the struggle. But you look at what like a mother Teresa did. You look at what these people whose story is so hard, what they did, what they accomplished and the, the lighthouse they became for so many other people because they could speak their story right. They could talk out their story and yeah, it became, became that, that rope for someone else. That's right. And, and I, I love
1: that your word that you took from this was speak. And when you just said talk out
0: their stories, what, what strikes
1: me is that this is a safe place. Inklings is a safe place you've helped to create. And all those who have come to join have created this safe space. It's, it's very vulnerable to talk out this story. Mm. And I believe it's needed. I believe that we're seeing examples from our church leaders in conference and otherwise. Um, I I have taken so much um, strength from Elder Holland, but it goes far beyond Elder Holland now. He, others are sharing and we need to be open. This is not a stigma. It's not, we all have mental health. We. He is saying it's mortal to feel discouragement, to feel all of these experiences. Yes, I heard recently um, advice that we should get used to being disappointed. <laughs> Disappointment is part of life. Yeah. It, it is. And as we are willing to share, then maybe this story that he, that Elder Cook shares in his talk where um, a sister left society thinking that the instructor's life was picture perfect and I thought wow I mean I have some takeaways from that I bet that instructor put her whole heart and soul into that lesson and love for that love that and I think we can connect as we teach when we allow ourselves to be vulnerable that may be <laughs> Maybe I'm an example of not doing this so well, right? Or maybe I, we are willing to open up and share that. Yeah, it's not so picture perfect. I think that that brings um, that. It creates a safe place to be vulnerable, so we don't walk away and feel so discouraged. Like
0: my life doesn't
1: even look like that. It never will. I'm, I'm running away.
0: Yes, I'm done well and it makes me think of what was my favorite part of this talk which was that tutoring by elder packer um as you're talking about that lady preparing her lesson it's making me think this because sometimes at first pass we give our our best the thing we're most confident in the thing that is most comfortable i bet (laughs) elder Cook wrote that talk and he was like, this, this always works. This scripture always works and this works. And I know this will hit home because I've tried it before. And, and he had his, um,
1: not authority. That's not the right, but experience that I can speak from. this is successful. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And the fact that elder Packer made him like do it again and do it again. It's like. Peeling an onion, right or an artichoke. I had an artichoke for dinner last night. I love artichokes so much Um, And for sure my favorite part is the heart that like I'm just Sometimes I'm just eating the whole artichoke to get to the heart And it feels like that is what was happening where he was like, okay, peel off that Okay, now go again because every time you have to get up and start again. You're gonna get one step closer to what your heart has been carrying and processing and thinking about, you know, as you do that. And and I love that as he was going through that process, um, there was that one line where he talked about, I did not resist, Mm -hmm. which I thought was so interesting um, because I think sometimes we do want to resist. We don't want to get to the heart of, whatever it is we're carrying, we, we like protect ourselves from allowing people to see that vulnerability or that mess. And yet that's where Jesus does his best work is in the most intimate and messy parts of our life. So if we're going to bear testimony of Jesus, um, it, it's going to require us to allow people into our heart space. To, to be able to understand that, and I think that's important. That not resisting—that's right,
1: not resisting, which is such a vulnerable thing. Like that is really um, takes a lot of courage. Yeah. Right. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It yeah and to think of <clears throat>
1: talking with um, you know a teenager, young adult. Um, in 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 my family, in my experience you know you you kind of how are you yes you dress the surface level first and it's maybe I always say that um non-eye contact activities like hiking walking doing the dishes (laughs) folding laundry where you're not looking at each other like it, it takes time but it's that time that allows you then to go deep and and that pattern was modeled right here right in in with elder Packer and elder cook.
0: Yes. And I loved that. Um, and and especially when he used such interesting phrases that if you take the story out, but the process, like, I love that one part in, um, it's in verse 24. I was empty. I had nothing. Um, and I love that thought as he's walking us through just to be like, there are times when we're like, I, um, I, I, I have nothing left to offer, and he says after that, I one thing he learned is he could still contribute when the Lord was by his side if he just kept going. That's right. And I love that um, that thought of it. You you will be empty. You will feel empty, but with the Lord by your side, you can um, keep going. That's right.
1: When I feel the most empty and I look back at what, how was I able to get through and what was able to fill me? Um, in every example, it is the spirit, the spirit I of the angel being sent to the garden of Gethsemane to encourage and support and comfort Jesus. Yeah. And I think he, he gave us, this beautiful gift of the Holy Ghost, when when I can increase in that, that fills me with courage. If I know that I, the Spirit is with me, I, I feel like it's bigger, that I, I then become bigger than mm-hmm. I am, right?
0: That, that's so good and it's making me wanna go into um, Romans. That's not on, in our plan, but just for oh. fun, let's go there because i think we underestimate the power of the spirit and particularly um, in the struggles i've had with mental health um that spirit can actually be a great resource for us which is interesting because anyone who has battled mental health um, will know that it's actually really hard to feel the spirit in those times and so you want to be like i don't think that's true because It's so hard to feel the spirit when you are struggling with um, a a severe bout of mental illness at the time. That's right. But I, I think it's important to remember what the spirit's capacity is in a life. And Romans 8 will help us to kind of understand what the spirit will do. I love in verse 11 when it says this, but if the spirit of him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he that raised up Christ from the dead shall also quicken your mortal bodies by his Spirit that dwelleth in you. And I think that's important to remember. You you might not feel that, but the Spirit has the ability to dwell in you. And I love that word, quicken. Mm-hmm. Um, right to to raise. He he raised up Jesus Christ. That's okay. right. Um, and I love that He can do the same for us, and and we maybe don't understand how it works, but we've been promised right here that it does. I also love in 26 when it says, um, "I want to make sure I'm not missing any of my other favorite parts." Um, in 26 it says, "Likewise, the Spirit also helps our infirmities." For we know not what we should pray for as we ought, but the spirit itself maketh intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. And he that searcheth the hearts knows what's in the mind of the spirit because he maketh intercession for the saints according to the will of God. And I love this thought that even if you can't express the the discouragement, Or what's happening in there because the spirit can dwell in you the spirit actually can express that's right what is wrong in me right now this is what is not well in me right now and I can remember in a um, really dark time of my life when I was unwell both physically and mentally sitting on the ground with some pills that people had been trying to prescribe in order to help me but things were not getting better and i remember setting them all out in front of me and praying over every one every single one i didn't know what would heal me and the doctors also didn't know but they were doing their best they what if you try this what if you try this what if you try this and i've been studying romans 8 and i thought okay the spirit that dwells in me actually probably knows what is going to help me here and so I just rested my hand on every single one and prayed and I either felt to keep or to push aside to keep or to push aside and then I made an appointment with my doctor don't worry everyone I did not try and figure that out <laughs> on my own but I made an appointment and I took in two bags and said this was my cute doctor who I loved and we all need a doctor like this he would pray at my door before he walked into the exam room um, because it was these months of trying to figure this out. And I went in with my two bags and I said, the spirit feels good about this one and not good about this one. So what should we do? And that was the beginning of finally figuring things out. And I think what what you're saying, that thought about the spirit and the power of the spirit in our life, we can't underestimate no uh, that and if it's something you wish you understood more i would invite you to go read romans 8 i would say just dive into romans 8 it won't make sense it uses really big words there's parts of the verses that even i am still will pull out a dictionary and and think to myself what is paul trying to teach us here because it feels so important but remember the spirit is a really good tutor and and He's just teaching me, you know, line by line. I'll go back to Romans eight regularly and be like, "Okay, I'm I'm feeling unsettled or unwell or discouraged. What, teach me what do I need to do through the Spirit to to rise above this?" You know, it, it's one of my most favorite chapters in in the
1: Bible. Um, is Romans eight? I, I, and I feel like, um, thoughts my I find um, as you're speaking of, of what I wrote, um, I wrote that the spirit is key to recalibrate. And I and I wrote down medication impedes that sometimes feeling the spirit. But I know that we can pray to feel the spirit. But what that sister needed and what we so often needed is to recalibrate. We need to have that spirit of the spirit
0: and relearn it because I think you know for many of us myself included medication will be a daily part of life for me for my entire life I just know it is Um, but I like when you talked about um, that is this our feelings can be a little bit muted sometimes and and then my thought is don't stop taking the medication but relearn the spirit that, um, relearn it because it it maybe isn't going to work how it did before, but the spirit will still be with you. And we just have to relearn. Okay. This is actually, um, you know, for some of us, we may have relied on feeling the spirit for a majority of our life. And because of the condition of our life now, like for me, I hear the spirit now more than I feel the Mm spirit. But I had to practice that. That's something I had to Ooh. grow into. And I think that is true for all of us. Um, mental health will not keep us from being able to access that third member of the no, God. God is too merciful, right? He
1: is too merciful. And and it really ties into our Come Follow Me readings from last week, yeah. where we learn when Jesus says, I'm teaching you things that you, you do not understand yet. And you won't understand it until you receive a fullness of the spirit. And I love that. He's like, and and you can't receive a fullness of spirit until I'm gone. Because sometimes I'm just like, okay, Jesus, I'm just so ready. Please today, tomorrow, please. (laughs) But also we have a fullness of the spirit and we can lean heavily on what you did. Like teach me spirit. What does my body need? Or teach me, Spirit. How do I understand what Romans eight is teaching me? Or teach me, Spirit. This is how I'm feeling. How do I move forward? What's my next step? Not yeah. like not just so good five miles down the road, but like what's just my next step yeah. to
0: keep going today. today? And I think it's so important. Um, people have this conversation all the time, and. And I wish we had a better grasp of this, how integral the Godhead is when we are praying and how important it is to remember. It's a really common conversation right now in our world today, who do we pray to? Mm -hmm. And why are we praying? And how does it work? And where does everybody fit in? And I'm not gonna dive deeply into that, but I think it's important to remember the roles of the Godhead in prayer. And that's what I want to talk about for a minute because we pray to a heavenly father whose will um, watches over our existence, our life. Um, That is who we pray to. We don't pray to the spirit and we don't pray to Jesus, but do we need both of those in our prayers? Yes, Romans 8 just Taught us that we do we pray through Jesus Christ or in the name of Jesus Christ or um, name can also be the authority um, of Jesus Christ Jesus Christ remember is the connect so we have the father here then we have Jesus who condescended down but also ascended up and he is our connect he pleads our case right he he advocates for us. He mediates for us. He is the one who brings earth side, heaven side. That's what he's doing there. And so then what is the role of the spirit? And I love that he is communicator. Um, he witnesses of. Um, he, he brings it all. He just He's able to, within us, help make that answering clear. That's right. For he's us
1: yeah he lets us understand very simply right Things
0: yes that we ourselves and, are not able to understand by ourselves. and i love that he can be that um in church last sunday i went to bethlehem and all of church was in arabic um, and i love that the spirit can be the translator like i could watch someone and feel what they were trying to teach me but i couldn't understand it until it was translated for me. And I love that the spirit is also the translator, right? That we, we learn the spirit speaks in our language. Um, so that that's part of what's happening there. And I think, um, as we think about watching the role of the spirit in a life and, and he talked about this a lot. I'm trying to find the one quote that I loved so much. Um, and, um, it was the part where it just said, yeah, tell me, and I might. Have I know. It. I'm, I'm, I wrote about it in the whole Instagram post, where it just—it kind of just talked about, but move forward, um, and expect that the spirit is going to help you. In... It's. I think it's paragraph eleven. The God of
1: heaven and earth will help us overcome discouragement and whatever obstacles we encounter if we look to Him. Follow the promptings of the Holy Ghost and just keep
0: going. Which I love. And I love that next little part where he talks about when we are weaker and capable, the Lord can strengthen our faith. He can increase our capacity beyond our own, which I loved. Um, I love that part as well. I'm just looking to see. Um, And the other part that I love too, that I think is important is one part in verse 14, where he says, um, no talking. And one of the reasons why I love that is because I have found that is true in my life. If I am talking too much, if I'm, I'll call people to talk things out with, or I'll sit with Greg, and I'll talk it out. And I love that he was like, sometimes you just need to be like, no talking, you know? <laughs> so Emily, you
1: and I are very similar. Emily and I have solved a few world problems on, on walks. Um, I process through talking. But um, when I have gone through the most difficult, dark, weighty um, trials of my life, the Spirit told me to stop talking, Just don't call, don't, don't, and, and, and that sounds wrong because we need each other. I mean, but the Spirit was teaching me stop talking, take it to God. Mm-hmm. And there there was a tutoring time where I felt to just come inward. And, and that is good, too, because when I came inward, it, it was me talking with God, mm-hmm. me journaling, me sitting and allowing the, God to answer through the Spirit. And I needed that because yeah. I do tend to lean towards Talk, talk, talk. Yes, and, and I think for me, I need a combination of both and the spirit was trying to do that. And, and so I, anyway, I, th- I think that a balance helps me to come to the best conclusions when I can sit with it um,
0: also. Yeah, that's so good. And I, um, I wanted to go into DNC 11 and maybe we'll go there for um, just a second. Yes and um one of the things that i've learned in my life and maybe this would be an invitation um is the importance of studying chapters over and over and over again and it's not something we're super familiar with we love to move through scripture generally sequentially yes Yes. and um that's one of the things that i have learned is not to come back to a chapter every day for a week, because all of a sudden you are tutored within that chapter so well. And we actually did that once for girls camp. Um, we were having a, um, a YCL meeting before camp even started. And I said to the girls, what do you want your scripture to be? Let's think of everybody say your favorite scripture. And several of the girls had, had pulled a scripture out of DNC 11, but it was all different ones no one had pulled the same one. And so then I was like, well, we've never done this before, but what if we have a camp chapter instead of a camp scripture? And um, that way everybody can have what they want in here. And so we studied that chapter 11 for all of the months leading up to camp. And every day of girls camp, we studied that chapter. And we had the most remarkable experience there learning about the spirit and the gift of the spirit and what the spirit um, will do for a soul. And um, rather than go through and try and teach all of it to you, my one thought is just to give you that invitation and say, maybe choose DNC 11, or maybe choose Romans 8 and from now until Sunday for the next three days read one of those chapters every day um, until Sunday and then when it is the sacrament just sit with that chapter for all of the sacrament and just see what what do you learn that you maybe didn't know about the Spirit and how the Spirit works within us and how the spirit teaches us, um, you know, what could you learn from, from that would be such an interesting study. I love that. I'm seeing
2: different in in the comments, different verses that are catching different friends. It's that's a beautiful invitation. Emily.
0: Yeah. Um, It's such a good, um, it's such a good way of being tutored, and it, it's kind of a fun invitation for this talk because it hints a little bit about President Packer, right? That's, now do it again. Now right. do it again. And now do it again. One of us um, could think
2: of at least one, if not many, examples where it, when it says, speak the thoughts that I shall put into your hearts, and you shall not be confounded before men, for it shall be given you in the very moment what you shall say. Whether that is a testimony or a talk or a lesson, whether it's a a, a difficult conversation um, with a loved one or um, an intense conversation at work, going in with that prayer and that faith that, you're going to know. You, you you think about it. You prepare with the Spirit, but then you go in, like Elder Packer said, you just go in without a script, and you you speak, you, you share, you talk of, of what is coming into your mind and heart, and that is the Spirit.
0: Yes. It's so good. and we're getting a little pixely you guys it's because a big thunder cloud is moving over us right now I I wish you could hear the thunder um, at my house but it is um, getting a little pixely and luckily it's the very end of the hour so we're so we made it we made it through this great conversation but I think um, within this talk but also within the scriptures um, there are so many lessons here no matter where you are in your life um that will that might help you overcome discouragement or feel encouraged which is a word that i love so much um for those of you who are asking where the weekly schedule is let me just give you a couple places where you can go so at goodnewsbrand.com um if you go under inklings there is a free workbook that you can just print out And then you also can print out all the general conference talks in order of how we're studying them this semester, all free. Um, all of those things you can just get on for free. Um, then everything you need is right here on Instagram. If you're someone who does not love social media, there's also an app and you'll be able to find that through, um, the good news brand. Um, there'll be an app there that you can watch there if you want to, but everything you need to study with us is free. You just dive in and there's groups you can join and be together with and, and everything we do here is, um, is just free. It's goodnewsbrandco.com is where you're going to go. People are putting it in the comments. Um, that will give you the, the workbook, the um, talks in order if you want them and then everything else that you need to know, you'll be able to find those. Um, They want the comments. so Okay. And the comments are on the, um, are in the app every week. So if you have the app, they're in the app, but they also come in the newsletter. I think I'm going to just verify that they're still coming in the newsletter. All of a sudden, once April hit, you guys, there's so many people that are helping us try and keep the community going, which is so nice. Um, but let me reach out today and just check with everyone and make sure those comments are coming because I know we love the comments as much as we love um, the class. Mm-hmm. So such a good- Emily, can conversation. I might end with a little testimony?
2: Yes. yes. Um, this week, I sent to one of my daughters, um, Last, Garmin,
0: yeah. try moving, try walking to a different space, maybe by a window. Oh, I am. But, I mean, so is it not? Yeah. Uh, it's not. And I, I want to yeah. make sure we I mean, can hear you. Living right then. Here. Okay. okay. That's that almost
2: sounding better. Is
0: that yeah. better?
2: Okay. Try there. Try Great. there. Great. Maybe less echoey. Okay. So I sent the the last paragraph of this talk to one of my daughters this week. Um, It's from... Prophet Joseph Smith, the elder cook, ends his talk with this. Um, Stand fast, ye saints of God. And I said to my daughter this quote, hold on a little while longer and the storm of life will pass and you will be rewarded by that God whose servant you are. Um, He says, eventually, eventually the storms will pass. And that word to me now, eventually, eventually means hope. That that word eventually is filled with so much hope. So I'm making a list of hope words. And I've been Mm -hmm. in all the teenagers who come in and out of my house or who I see walking on the street um, in my neighborhood. Hey, Brigham, tell me, what word gives you hope? And it has just, I'm making the list. All the words go on my list. And it has filled me with so much hope Mm -hmm. and all these and I said it doesn't have to be a synonym it's just a word that means hope to you so maybe you want to make your own list of hope words
0: I love that that's so fun um and maybe people can start putting their words under this um in the comments I'll put that invitation at the bottom of um today's sprinklings yes And then I've been trying to list the sprinklings every week, everybody. So you kind of know my favorites from the conversation, Um, but maybe you'll put your word of hope in the comments. That would be so awesome to just be gathering those, that list of hope words. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, It's so good. Well, such a good conversation and um, have a good week, everybody. And then we'll, I'll be back next week. Sounds good. Thanks, Emily. Thanks for joining me. This podcast is taken from our Thursday Inklings discussions, which happen live on Instagram at inklings.institute. If you loved being here, I'd love to invite you to go even deeper with me, get reminders, and enjoy first access to all our events and gatherings by going to emilybellfreeman.com backslash Inklings.